Our sponsor today on Drinking with Authors is Skunk Brothers Spirits. Skunk Brothers Spirits was started by a family of disabled veterans focused on locally sourced quality distilled spirits. Their name was inspired by their pops, who was nicknamed Skunk. Skunk's father was a moonshiner in Oregon back when it wasn't exactly legal. Now the brothers are taking the family business legal with their Washington-based team using their grandfather's Prohibition-era moonshine recipe to bring small batch spirits to the gorge and beyond. From the moonshine corn whiskey to the apple pie brandy, all of their spirits are handmade in Washington. Believing they already have the best ingredients in the local community, they work with local farmers and suppliers to produce the highest quality spirits from scratch. You can find them on Facebook at Skunk Brothers and on Twitter at Skunk Bros Inc. Or visit their site www.skunkbrothersspirits.com and use coupon code DWA10 at checkout to read 10% off your order. You can always also ask your local retailer to start stocking Skunk Brother Spirits. Regardless of how you get your hands on a bottle or two, grab a drink and don't forget to get skunked. This podcast contains potentially adult language, adult themes, definitely drinking, and possibly sexual context. Listener discretion is advised. Welcome to Drinking with Authors, the literary briefs edition where we all run around in our bras and underwear squealing about tokens. Just kidding. (laughs) Every time. Are you just waiting for your cue to do woo? Yes! (laughs) Every time. Yeah, that was not the appropriate woo thing. But anyway, um, I'm your host, Erica Lance. My co-host is the amazing Valerie Willis. And our guest today is the infallible J.M. Cat. Do you like that? Ooh, oh, I'm serious. Okay. Um, our sponsor today is Skunk Brother Spirits. Um, DWA10 is the coupon code. Check them out. Veteran owned. They're amazing brothers. Moonshine. Um, what are we drinking today? Well, unfortunately, I had to have some kidney stones removed and they won't let me drink alcohol with these painkillers. So I am drinking an apple juice out of my drinking with authors cup. I would normally put the apple pie brandy in it, but again, apparently that's frowned upon or something like that as do not worsen the health of the human. Val, what are you drinking? To be fair, I am drinking uh, freshly made sweet tea. I'm very happy with it. Well, I'm glad you're happy with it. I had great concern of whether or not the beverage choice you made was applicable for you. <laughs> oh, and and JM here is doing a good man of white of what? I'm drinking bubbly sparkling water. It's mine and it's quite good. I love bubbly. So I had a whole thought today of all this sparkling water here. Mm-hmm. I have like four different flavors. And then I was realized I didn't talk to the urologist about whether or not I could drink sparkling water. I don't know if it affects you at all. So I was like, it depends it- on the, the flavoring, if it's in it or not. Cause like, right, so COVID wrecked my taste. So now I can only drink um, non-sweet things. So yeah, bubbly, even different flavors of bubbly have different things in them. I, I yeah, learned. I just, I just didn't do that. I have some a Pellegrino tangerine and yeah. I'm, I'm, I have some super fancy water. Oh, I, I just have, I just um, have bubbly. 
I well, mean, she, I, she, I, no, you have the orange juice stuff. Oh, I have orangina. I almost grabbed orangina to drink, but I was feeling lime instead of orange. It's like a mimosa without the champagne. Yeah, no, I've had orangina before. I'm just saying I just didn't know from kidney stone wise whether or not I was allowed to drink bubbly water. It's it's inquiring minds want to know. And I was like, I'm going to wait till my follow up to ask that question. I'm not allowed to drink tea right now. I'm so mad about that. I'm so, I'm so sorry. That's terrible. Mm. It's terrible. But you also make kidney boulders. So I understand why. I do. I do. Apparently, Hellbuff comment coming through again. Okay. So <laughs> this is rapid fire questions. I know. Okay. I'm so excited because you're usually on the giving, not the receiving end. Ooh. I can ask these. I know. So now we need to ask some of you. What has been your favorite book in the last two years? Oh, in the last two years, this is a different question. I know, because um, you were already asked the other one because you've been on the show before. Damn it. Um, you know what? My favorite book in the last two years, I discovered an author named Annette Marie. And I love her. She's got two, a bunch of series, but the two, um, the first one is uh, Three Mages and a Margarita, which is wonderful. It's an introduction to the characters. But my favorite book of hers that does take place in that world is um, uh, Taming Demons for Beginners, which is further on in that story. And it is wonderful. It's a, it's a slow burn romance uh, about demons. And I just finished writing a series about demons. So demons all the way. Very cool. What is the least favorite book you've read in the last two years? In the last two years, I can't even talk about Virginia Woolf. Um, I don't know. I have Kindle Unlimited. So I, I now I used to always finish books, but now because they're free, I just will will stop reading. So um, I have read, uh, you know, where you, it recommends it because it's similar to and all of my covers in my library all look exactly the same because I read the same genre over and over. But I, I have read, um, I don't remember the specific name. I don't remember names of books anymore because when you're digital, it brings you right to the chapter one. So I'm like, I don't even remember who wrote this. Um, but I did read a book where the writing in it was less than thrilling um and i wanted to i really wanted to like it because the character the premise was interesting it was like a witch with there was a haunted house it was a lot of fun but i i just couldn't get past the errors yes use an editor out there if you're going to publish a piece of fiction please and thank you what is your favorite book to movie or tv show a book to movie tv show I'm gonna. I don't. I feel like I'm cheating if I say Lord of the Rings because I do really like that. Um, you know what, Magicians. And all right, I like the show more than the books, but I think that that was a fun way of changing things up when they when they sort of shifted it. And on the flip side, what is your least favorite adaptation? There's been a lot lately. Yeah. See, I always look at the, the the show as a different entity. So I'm not the person who gets mad, like, oh, this is totally different. Um, I, you know, it's it, I take it as its own thing. Um, oh, I got a good one then. Oh, okay, let's do it. But, uh, what character was cast in a in a TV show or a movie that you were like, they totally fucked up this casting? 
see, this is where you tell me I'm too nice. Um, You're too nice, Jen. Yeah, like my brain is going, even casting Keanu Reeves as, as Constantine in Constantine that wasn't Constantine at all was still fine because that movie was decent on its own, even though it wasn't Constantine. Like, I don't know. You know what? I will say this. That, that I like I like that movie. Um, I will say this. the I love Outlander and all things Outlander, but I do not enjoy the character of Brianna. I didn't like her in the books and I still do not enjoy her in the show. So it's not the casting that bothers me, but her, she's just, she's perfect at everything and she's annoying. Sorry if you like Brianna. Okay, stop being super nice. Okay, Val, <laughs> what's your question? And if you're done chewing... Potato chips do everything. I'm done. I'm trying to time it just right. Otherwise, you, I get in trouble with you. That's because okay. we drink on this podcast. We don't eat potato <laughs> chips, but continue on. Dang it. Okay. So you write paranormal romance. You love reading paranormal romance. What what is one of your favorite paranormal creatures you've encountered? Um, either reading or writing that you've whether it's a vampire or I know. At one point, you were geeking out over uh, a fox spirit. Like, what has been your favorite creature in the last two years that you've encountered? I love the demon Zaylas in in Annette Marie's book. Uh, he is delightful when it's a four book spread and he gets summoned and then you watch him like transition from a demon who has like no idea of morality and the character tries to like pull it she she's disappointed in him whenever because at one point she's like you know imagine you're in the woods and you see a woman pinned under a tree would you rescue her and he's like do i know her you know just do will she do anything for me is she a trap and she's like no wouldn't you no you don't know where it's totally random and he's like no i wouldn't rescue her and she's like but why and he's like why would I so just watching him go from a character who like didn't understand why he should have empathy uh to you know sort of growing uh that was a lot of fun and my my demons in my story are are similar oh Oh. Oh. what what are you what is that noise what were you we were were all woeing yeah you were woeing an awful lot there Mal. (laughs) just it was a it was like it's like a dog barks and then another dog barks back i was just barking back okay (laughs) another question weirdo okay (laughs) um (laughs) crap all right uh so why have you chosen uh dragons as your next big thing because I'm obsessed with I Am Dragon and it was a movie that I watched. I'm learning Russian. That's what it is. I'm watching my Russian movie and learning random phrases in Russian. Uh, no, it just, it, it was something different because I've been playing with uh, witches, demons, vampires for a while. So I was like shifters and I have a fun, like cool concept character that's mentioned in this series that I wanted to play with a little bit more. So dragons. What is one that you're just like, this is terrible. Like what a shifter that's terrible yeah like or any paranormal character you're like this is just bad i'm not a huge fan of the like alpha werewolf thing because wolves work together as packs so, so i'm always like it wouldn't 
there's a meme floating around that I saw where where they were like the alpha would have snacks like the alpha would bring food for everybody that's that's your alpha is so when I read those books where you know she the the main character is like oh but I'm I'm so weak and pathetic and I just need you to to save me I also don't like books where the main character is like I'm not worthy I stopped reading a book uh on Kindle where this dude it was a vampire but still like dude goes out of his way to like help her save her and she the entire time is just like i'm not worthy i don't know why you're with me i'm not worth i was like it's book two like you're worthy get over it so i i did not i don't like characters who don't appreciate their self-worth like i'll take some character growth but you hit a point where i'm like you that you need another like story element to move this forward i see Okay, well, I have a question. So they're remaking Interview with the Vampire. No, I'm excited. I like new remakes. I and I will probably love it no matter what because I'll be like, it's a new thing. It's it's its own thing. Like the movie was a new thing. It was its own thing. It wasn't the book, and that's fine. Okay, I got a question. Who okay? Who is your favorite Anne Rice vampire? <sighs> Like, oh, I loved, I liked Marius. Marius was always like cool, distant. Yeah, Marius. Marius. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Damn, it's, I haven't thought about that in a while. I know. You know I just re-listened to Interview with the Vampire because unfortunately Anne Rice has left us in this world, or at least physically mm-hmm. speaking. And um I thought it was really, really interesting because um, Louis is way more whiny than I remembered. Oh my God, he's so whiny. He is super, that's his character, that he's human, he, he complains. That's, that's, that's his ability, that's his special power. Yes, is that exactly. He connects. <laughs> he's I'm a like, super oh whiner. Oh my God, this is terrible. My, my favorite was always uh, Armand. I don't oh, know yeah. why, but something about mm-hmm. Armand was just like the name, everything was just clicked in place. I always, uh, like, I know reading the books, he's like a 16-year-old kid, but I still see Antonio Banderas when I think of Armand from the movie. And it, like, that disconnect was always a little bit weird. Also, all right, talking about Anne Rice. So she wrote an entire book, the Armand book, where she talks about a piece of music. And when I read it, it was before the internet. And in order for me to listen to that piece of music, because I didn't know what it was, I had to go to the library and find it on like a tape and play it. And the entire book revolved around that piece of music. So uh, warning for authors, don't write a book about a piece of music that your audience may never have the opportunity to listen to because I missed, like I didn't, I didn't fully experience that book because I, I didn't know what the arpeggio and whatever it was, Armand's song. Did you, you didn't end up going and looking? I did eventually. I I went to the library and I found it on a cassette tape and a librarian helped me play it. Like that. I know today I could just Google it. I was going to say, listen, you (laughs) have have to make reference to when you actually went to the library. It was was microfiche. (laughs) And of course, knowing the cool thing about like Spotify and some of these others is you can get like codes and URLs to send people to the music or a playlist so speaking of music how does music impact your writing um if i listen to questions if i listen to sexier music i have sexier scenes um i don't uh thanks val who has the best playlists ever 
So if she puts on a honey coming scene, my thing, my character starts touching faces. There's long looks and leaning in. Um, so I'm definitely influenced by the type of music that I'm listening to in terms of the scene that I'm writing, which is probably why my characters make left turns all the time. They're like, no, I'm going to have a sandwich. Like, because <laughs> <laughs> the five dollar footlong commercials come on <laughs> right? they're just like we're doing a thing no we're not we're not doing that thing we you just don't have the right music on to to five dollars <laughs> there it is Never done did. done <laughs> you guys are terrible together i'm surprised you actually get anything done That's- with you we're super efficient yeah. i know you guys are super efficient i'm just surprised so um <laughs> Let's talk about what your, um, like, writing Achilles heel is. I don't know where to end a story. I start a story and I'm like, it's just a baby story. It's, it's a 25K. It's a 50. It's 100,000 words. Maybe I should just make it two books. And, and now or, it's a or, trilogy or now it's a trilogy or damn it maybe it should just be it, no it's not over yet as as val told me she's like jen it's not over yet you you're gonna yeah, have more books. close she's like well now i want to talk about this i'm like that's another book mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and she's like but i was supposed to end the series here i'm like what ending to what's <laughs> like this is not a trilogy you're gonna this is like open-ended and you can jump characters you introduced all this world building you have a spin-off dragon shifter thing coming down the line like the cool thing about if you write a good series you can write multi-series off of the series and short stories off the series and you know very Mm -hmm. few series actually end it's evident because people bring people back i think a true great amazing writer regardless if you want to write the series anymore and i'm not arguing that but any writer leave yourself an opening because when Mm -hmm. you know how many series have we seen that people were like i'm just writing the three of these and then there's such a fan outcry that they're like okay i'll write another one so this person wasn't really dead their spirit was trapped in a bottle and you know That's like conan arthur conan doyle i think fans burned his house down when he killed sir uh, sherlock holmes yeah and then he had to be like he lived he, lived. he fell off of a waterfall but he was fine he's fine and is raising bees now yeah like you have to make up shit so just don't do that leave it open-ended you know, you can try to wrap up the story with a bow, but leave it open-ended. I think that's important as a writer. So whether it's one book or you're on the fifth book or you're on the 25th book, don't write 25 books if you don't have anywhere to go with the story, though, please. Um, and um, so, Val, what's your next question? Oh, I didn't know I'd get any more questions because I, <laughs> I feel like I've used up all my quarters. <laughs> Have you done this show before? Like you have. What is wrong with you? <laughs> I'm sober this time, so it's like it's pulling from it's, a totally different side of the brain, and it's like it's like the first time it's seen the script. It's weird because Erica has more than three questions. So <laughs> okay, <laughs> we've talked about Tolkien. We've talked about Stephen King. Um. I know this about you, but they don't know. You love K-dramas. I do. <laughs> I do. What genre of K-dramas speak your language the most? And which one have would you say in the last two years that we've watched since we've last time uh, seen you on the podcast uh, has been your favorite so far? 
I'm thinking um, out of the ones that I've seen. So I just, I'm, dip, I'm dipping my toes in K-drama. I've only seen a handful of them. I really like the goofy period pieces, like the Mr. Queen, which has time travel, um, but um, the King's Affection, I like the gender bending. That's always fun. Uh, but I love that time period. Um, so I enjoy, like we watched Black, which was a lot of fun and a really cool concept, but more modern. I like more of the, the historical. So historical uh, with, with what passes for romance, which is a long look in like episode eight and maybe a hand touch in like episode 15. And then the kiss at the, the season finale. There, there, there won't be a kiss. There will just be a, a, like a turning away. There, her hair will brush his face or something. Like it's super subtle, which is funny because I read you know, paranormal romance, which is not subtle. Well, is there any tropes in like paranormal romance, for instance, that you're like, no, this is dumb. I hate this. I I don't like the, she's a virgin and she stays with him forever. Um, I, I like the, you know, I like the ones where I love love triangles. So I like both, like both part potential partners. I don't, I don't like the, you know, you start with one and the other is a temptation, but she never goes there. Like the, that I don't, I don't like, I want her to explore her options. So she knows that she's making the right choice. So which, oh. which would you like? Okay. Out of that trope that you like, you said you like love triangles. Would you I prefer do. a love triangle or a reverse harem? Because I know that's a hot item these days. I like the love triangle. I like just the two. Um, I know it, it, in K dramas, there's always uh, well, the most of the ones I've seen are are reverse harem, and they're interesting. Um, but I I feel like you you're gonna lose character development because there's too many people. So, I mean, I'll I'll read them, but too many cash and prizes all about the place. There's a lot. There's a lot of hands all over the place. I mean. <laughs> It's okay, but I want to. I want to know the tortured backstory of character A and character B. What? So, who is your um, like favorite? Uh, if you were to pick from paranormal romance and you had to pick one werewolf character, who's your favorite werewolf? Alcide from True Blood. TV show or book? I liked him in the book. I didn't mind him in the show, but the show took a hard left, which is fine because I got to watch like fun characters behave in totally new ways, which I really liked about True Blood because uh, I didn't I didn't want them to follow the book and kill Lafayette. Uh, so oh, I know I fucking hated the book. Moving on. I am. Yeah, I mean, I read all the books. I really liked them. I I wasn't super thrilled with the ending, but I understood it. It made sense. Um, but I was always Team Alcide. Like once he entered the picture in the book and in the show, I, I was like, that's, you know, now you've, you've experienced other things and you know what you like. He's the guy for you, you, Sookie. You you, you weren't a Northman? I wasn't, Northman is only nice when he's not himself. So he could never truly be himself and be with her. So I don't know. I thought it was, it was definitely fun. And I'm glad that she had that experience. But at the same time, I was like, but you like, you, you don't love him. You love the him that he is when he's not being Eric Northman. <laughs> yeah. Now it's true. What about, um, what is your favorite vampire in any series? Oh God. Um, 
can I just say Hannah, my own? I love her. Uh, no, I have yeah, to, I have to amazing, pick. That's, no. that's cheating, right? All right. Yeah. Favorite vampire. Oh, can I say Damon from Vampire Diaries, the books? Because he, in the, in the show, they redeem him and everything. But in the books, I always, I liked Damon. I was team Damon. He's just, un- he, he reminds me of the modern version of Spike. He's unapologetically yeah. owns being yeah. a vampire. Yeah. And because of that element, he, he's, he's a fun character. He's, is he really a villain when he just owns what he is? Mm-hmm. It's that whole great. I would, I would put Spike as a close second. I liked him too. I, w- oh. I, I wasn't big for that. The angel type of like tortured. No, no. Spike was like, this is what I am and it's fine. Do you have a favorite paranormal romance coupling that you like best? Ooh. <sighs> Look at me. I found a really good one. Who do, who do I love? Without spoiling. <laughs> it's okay to spoil. Uh, if, if it's okay to spoil, it would be Robin and Zayles from uh, from a Nemery's books. Those are those are really really fun. That they're a great couple, but it takes a very long time to get there. Okay, slow burn or insta love? No, super slow burn. Like a kiss and fourth book kind of slow burn. Oh, that's way too fucking slow for that's me. Way too I mean, maybe third book, the end of the third book, but like super awkward, accidental, fumbling. I'm more of a, a even as a writer, I'm more of a, there better be a <laughs> dual meaning I, a happy ending. <laughs> I do too. It was surprising because it was a slow burn, like the characters and the world building and, and the like plot mystery, all of that kept me entertained, even though the romance reader in me was waiting for the romance. But even if it hadn't happened, I was still satisfied with the story, which is surprising because normally if I read just a regular romance or a regular mystery, I'm bored. Well, we don't, we don't want you to be bored. And it, I can tell that Val is almost out of chips too for this particular podcast. What? So she's got a um, bag. Yeah, a bag. Okay. Good. So I, I, I feel like a right child now. and that I'm in trouble See, every time I'm on a I, podcast with Erica. I just, I just thought of my favorite couple, but they're not paranormal. I love Fry and Leela from Futurama. I think they're, they're a wonderful couple, and they take eight seasons. So, the Futurama's coming back, by the way. Just saying. My, my oh, favorite wow. episode is the time that he, he's at like the spaceport truck stop, and he eats the egg sandwich from the, and the, he gets smart the with the worms. And he gets smart and buff and healthy with the worms. And she's like, mm-hmm. and Leela's like distraught because she doesn't know if she loves fry or the worms. She loves the worms. Yep. Good stuff. It's a fun oh. show. I love Futurama. It is, it's actually a very well-written show. Some of these cartoons mm-hmm. are so well-written. You know, in truth, I also say go back and watch cartoons that you used to watch when you were a kid because they're a whole different cartoon when you go watch them again. Mm-hmm. He-Man yes oh <laughs> so many undertones in that bad boy mm-hmm. should have known from the purple spandex very much like we should have recognized george michael mm-hmm. but alas mm-hmm. presented the wrong way um okay so let's talk about shameless self-promotion my friend 
You can find me at authorjmpiquette.com. Um, I'm on Twitter as uh, at authorjmp or editorjmp13. And I'm also on Instagram. And I think that's it. And you can Amazon. subscribe to your newsletter? Yeah, I have a newsletter on my website. Yeah, you do. <laughs> and the next book coming out? is Keep Me Close, which is the third installment in the Conjuring Fascination series. So if you enjoy uh, demons and vampires and uh, witches galore, love triangle, uh, good stuff. Check it out. Keep me close. Very, very cool. Well, thank you, number one guest ever, for being back on the podcast again. Very cool. As a guest, not a host, as a guest. And this has been Drinking with Authors, the Literary Briefs Edition. Um, my co-host has been the chip-chomping Val Willis. <laughs> Our sponsor today has been Skunk Brother Spirits, coupon code DWA10. Check them out. All of their stuff is thoroughly amazing. When you don't have kidney stones, you should enjoy those libations. And our guest, again, has been the phenomenal J.M. Paquette. And we will see you guys next time. Ooh.